Yeah, I don't even know who he is. Yeah. So <laughs> I only know Dwight McNeil, Matt Lurton, and Charlie Taylor. Hello and welcome to FPL Mavericks, your one-stop shop for everything FPL. Let us bring out your inner maverick and we'll find you those FPL gems. Join us each week for the highs and lows of FPL points, hauls and flops. My name is Luke. This is my co-host, my main man, Ben E. How are you today, mate? It's happening, big man. Brilliant. Sun shining. Fantasy football chaos of last weekend. And there's some more coming up especially with these uh, big midweek European fixtures. So keen to uh, pick your brain and, and see what's happening, mate, in the fantasy genius that is Big Luke. I haven't been focused on FPL, mate, because we're free now. This is the, the year of double vax freedom. I haven't looked at FPL, my friend. Ah, so you just had schooners on the brain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> helping me sleep at night. Good times. Schooners and surfing. It was good to to get back into FBL though. That international break went on forever. I was over it. Yeah, I hate it. It was it was like late news was coming in. There were so many flags coming up. You know, people were still wondering who the incumbent left back at Chelsea is, and Ben, ben Chilwell pops up with another goal. It's funny happening. Yeah, it was. He's in form. Got my eye on him. And yourself. Yeah, good mate. Having a good good week. Um, just want to say thanks for for everybody for listening last week and continuing to support us. Looking at the uh, the fantasy league, I think it's I think it's a stay. I think it's Steiny. I think he's still top. Peter Stein fourth. No major movers. Vaz is in second. Simon Kaplan in Kappa's FC hitting third. Okay, and then. Um, Yourself, mate, you've uh, you've crept up quite nicely, man. Yeah, I'm 20 points off second. That's my next milestone to get into that top five. What am I, seventh? You're seventh, seventh? mate. Yeah, I'm creeping up one place a week. You are, you are creeping. Um, I finally made it above point break, even if he hasn't used his wild card yet. <laughs> he's got he's got a, a, a strategy and a plan. That I think is going to he's going to trump us in about five game weeks' time. So that's the moment we have to prepare our teams to hold him off. Then <laughs> make hopefully we keep creeping, and we just need to keep creeping up the rankings, mate. That's all. That's all we yeah, need yeah. to do. We've hit some form with our Mavs the last couple of weeks. I'll do a quick review. Last week you had KDB who came out and and released an eleven pointer, so that was great. So he he did well. Uh, unfortunately, Furpo um, didn't. End, did he not end up taking the pitch? Yeah, I, I really don't get it. He, like, I don't know what happened. He just hmm. didn't play. He got a zero pointer, unfortunately. So that's not good for you, for your Mav picks. However, I hit with both mine. I got Wilson and Laporte. Um, Wilson came out and looked good. He he looks fresh um, with an eight pointer there. And then Laporte, unfortunately, got a yellow card, but he still brought in five points. So I snuck snuck ahead of you again this week. And uh, our total 
points for Mavs. You're only beating me by three points now. It's 70, 79 to 76. Shit. Well, that's why, that's why I'm playing it a bit safer this week. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, if, as long as they're Mav and they're low-owned and they're, they've got a good run of fixtures and four and potentially showing some form, let's do it. Who's your first Mav for the week, my friend? Yeah, cool, guys. Um, obviously, again, I'll just, I know I missed it from the start, but definition of a Maverick pick, a differential that you've got to back yourself in um, to basically jump up the mini leagues. And it's got to be under under 10% selected or owned. Uh, and my first um, player this week is Bernardo Silva. Bit Interesting. A, Tell us why. Bit of a knee-jerk pick, to be honest. Like, if you'd have asked me, Maybe a month ago, he wouldn't have been in my plans. Like, it's there was news reported that he was going to go back to Europe. Um, Pep came out and said, you know, there was there, there wasn't something um, quite right with him. But then, ever since then, it's kind of kind of done the opposite. He's coming to the team, and he's just he keeps on scoring tappings. He's just in the right place at the right time. He's that fantasy conundrum where all of a sudden you're like. The eye test, yeah, okay, we know he's a really decent player. Like, that's undoubted. He plays for Man City. He's got feet like a little fucking Portuguese wizard. Um, But he's just got that... You know how Gundogan did it last year? Just just popping up a little bit in the right time, in the right place. And and for that reason, like, I, th- I think I've got to go with him. He's really cheap as well. Um, I think he's um, under seven. Um, I don't know off the top of my head without looking, but uh, in terms of stats, he's played a lot of minutes, so he's up at 585 minutes. His shot per 90 is obviously 1.38, which is decent. His key, pa- uh, key passes per 90 is 1.38. Um, and his XG is is not 0.36. So he's not renowned for scoring goals, but he is renowned for assisting and sort of getting in and around the the Man City penalty box and with their fixture list and how they're playing at the moment, I just think it's a no-brainer. It's a bit of a safe Mav pick, but while that Mav pick's there, I'm going to take it, big man. He's showing some good form. He's he's so good to watch in that Man City team. He's kind of like that crucial link that kind of starts a lot of those plays. And the thing is, when Man City are playing these, these weaker sides, they often push so high so they're half their team is is or more than half their team they're pressed so high up against these guys and so he's able to continue his run into the uh into and around the box as you mentioned and there's no absolute pressure on him to 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 cover and and track back as much because the other sides are just camped in their own 18 yard box protecting um um protecting the the defense, the key defensive areas, because Man City just have so much possession. But he's a wonder to watch. His feet are so quick, and he's looking dangerous. I must admit, like I've never had him as a fantasy asset on my radar, but he's been getting in amongst it. So, yeah, not a bad pick, mate. Who do you think? Oh. Who do you think in terms of Man City assets would would you go for other than him? Though it doesn't Mares. I know there must have been loads of people that fell into Mara's trap last week, but he scored twice in midweek in Europe. Would he be a viable option in your opinion, or is he still prone no, to be no, no. 
Jesus is back, so Mara's is on the bench. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you can't have you can't have Mara's if if you brought in Mara's last week. That's a one week punt. Get off him. Yeah. Um, Sterling's not out of not in in Pep's um, best eleven. However, there's still that opportunity of um, Sterling and Foden operating in that false nine. So I still think there'll be a bit of rotation there. Whoever you pick in that Man City. Um, squad, you're going to have to face rotation. So just make sure you have a good bench option. And we're blessed with the likes of Livermento, Duffy, if you got him cheap. So it's perfect to have those guys coming in. Um, and, and even on the weekend, we saw Diaz getting rotated, which didn't happen last season. Um, so you've got to expect uh, every, every person in that squad, except for Edison, to be rotated. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Yeah. I'll, I'll kick off my first Mav. I'm, I'm going with um, Inacho, and he's now come into the side since, um, what's his name? Rogers has um, changed the formation up again, back to what they were at operating with last season with the three at the back, which enables them to play two up top. Uh, he's looked good. He's reformed that partnership with, with Vardy again. Uh, and and Leicester, you can just rely on them for, for goals each week. So they're such a potent attacking side. Tielemans is in such good form. So he's he's supplying amazing balls. And Inacho, in his last three games, he's gone assist, goal, assist. Um, and that's, that's without playing 90 minutes yet. And that's my only concern is that the last two fixtures has been subbed off after 70-odd minutes. Uh, so I'm not getting the full 90. And there's that threat of, of Darko on the bench there, who's, who's a decent player as well and compliments. He has a similar game to Nacho. He's, he's quick and he's a, he can provide that same type of role next to Vardy. Um, and Vardy's in such good form. Uh, Leicester, goals, Nacho. he's the form player. They had to fucking get rid of Harry Bar- uh, Harvey Barnes and bring Nacho back. Otherwise, yeah, there'd be chaos and... And protests and riots on the streets of Leicester if they didn't take some action soon. Yeah, mate, the non-wizard of Harvey Barnes. Um, did you see Pass and Daka played uh, this evening and scored four? No way. I did yeah. not see that. Europa League, yeah. The, the Europa League are doing some like crafty Tuesday, Wednesday night games for, for us over in, the, um, in Australia, so... Um, that'll throw a few people off, but yeah, he's banged for and 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 Nacho, Nacho uh, played and didn't score, so maybe he got a couple of assists. Okay, well, that's something to keep an eye on. That that's the only risk with 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 Nacho is that obviously like the Vardy's the main man, and then those two potentially. Um, I just think Nacho has got so much to offer. He killed in the Premier League last year. It's it's a good chance to. To jump on if you're looking for uh, that a forward who's who's now cheap is is what any seven point three I believe mm. yeah so he's seven point oh my friend seven point oh that's value and in terms of so, fixtures mate they've got Brentford away which would at the start of the season look like a uh, an easy game but now is a very hard game well he's hard. I'll cut you off right there because with Leicester don't worry about fixtures they score nearly in every game. So and they've got the form, they've shown it. I I don't fear the fixtures with Leicester. Okay. Because Arsenal at home proved it last year. Arsenal at home's goals. I think all of them are goals, like and then leads away. So 
you, you're probably right there. Like in terms of like Leicester winning Premier League points and winning games, that's a tough run. But Ian Atcher up front, if he's playing with Vardy yeah. and creating the space with Madison and Tillemans providing the balls, they're playing defences there that are leaky, aren't they? They're going to be going at Leicester just as much as Leicester are going to be going at them. So yeah, you're just backing. Good call. Who you got number two, Mav? As I said, I'm sorry. I've gone safe or safer. And I don't know if he is safe because he's just played tonight in the Champions League. Like, this is the caveat to, to Fantasy League, Fantasy Premier League at the moment. Like, you don't know whether you're coming or going, do you? Genuinely, you look at your team and you're like, is he playing? Is he rotated? Like, if you're a City or a, a Chelsea asset or a Chelsea player, you don't know if you're on the bench, you're starting most of the time. But I feel like Mason Mount is the missing link that t- ticks Chelsea over. Like, I'm not going to go too much into Mason Mount as a player and a fantasy asset because he's on corners, he's on free kicks, he can make an assist, and he's got an eye for goal when he's in form. And I just think they're going to start relying on him because he's a young, fit lad who can handle the amount of games that they're playing. And Mm -hmm. for the amount of money that he's costing you at 7.4, I think even if he doesn't start all three games in the next three fixtures that Chelsea have in that run, he's going to outscore a lot of people. Um, So I'm actually going to bring in Mason Mount this week unless he comes out, I mean, unless the team news comes up on Saturday that he's injured. Um, I Interesting. think no-brainer. Uh, it was always my plan to bring Mount into my team for this run of fixtures as well. I, I, I've gone double City defence and one Chelsea defender instead of a lot of people jumped on the double double Chelsea. So I got got rid of Rudiger and brought in a Man City defender so I could open up um, a midfield slot to bring Mount in as my third Chelsea asset. So uh, a lot of people potentially have short memories with FPL, which is potentially a good thing because you want to you want to jump on form. But early in the season, first two games, Mount, he was he was playing great. Two assists um, was a key link to, in his first two games, two assists for, for Lukaku goals. So Link, he is actually the missing link for, for that team. Like you said, he played incredibly well last season. That was kind of like his breakout season. And I can see him taking steps forward but he just I'm not sure what it is mate he he you know he had a big euros like a off busy off season he might just be suffering some fatigue and Chelsea realistically haven't need haven't been desperately needing him because they've been winning games um and and Tuchel has rotated a bit as well so freshen things up so yeah he he's truly a matter of pick because you don't know if he'll start or not but he's got potential for a goal and you know he can he can bag an assist as well, but he's that perfect kind of player that you can. Last season he was amazing because you just stuck him in the midfield in one of your slots there. You didn't have to worry about him; just kept ticking over with points every every week or two, and he was good for it. It was annoying because I he was one of those players I never brought in, mm. so he's that's not, why I had him on my watch list this season. I've I've wanted him ever since that first first two games where he brought brought two assists straight in. That's what you want every week from that. That kind of seven point five midfielder goal mm. assist, mm. Um, and Lukaku's the time of recording has just obviously been injured, so that's going to yeah. free up space further. Yeah. Up for him. Yep, they he, at the half time they subbed him, um, so we don't we need to wait for more news on that. 
good segue, my friend, because that brings me to my second Mav, and this makes me even, even this makes this an even easier pick. Uh, it's Timo Werner for Chelsea, so he's still a low-owned asset, but he's playing well. Like despite the fact that he still can't hit a barn door, he's playing well. <laughs> Timo, Timo, it's, it's classic. Like I just got, I've just got a feeling like he scored against Southampton um, before the international break. He looked dangerous against Brentford, but but didn't get on the score sheet. Uh, and especially if Lukaku's out. He's that guy. He's that guy um, who will be involved, and he's he's fit. He's a he's a machine, and they've just got this. I can't cannot ignore the three fixtures they've got coming up. And Timo Werner is a great punt for those fixtures. Um, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley. That's why I'm bringing him in. He's going to return something in those three weeks. You might you might snag an eleven pointer off him. He might go two two two, but that's the life of the Maverick, my friend. Yeah, and I'm hoping that he can turn around our bet at the start of the season before Big Romelu came in. Hopefully. <laughs> what did we say? I can't remember. Was it 108? Stone wood coming my way. There is, there is. You're on Benny's bargain bucket duties this week. I am, yeah. Um, and I always find this the most difficult pick um, because, you know, you're looking for that cheaper player in your team. Um, hence they're going to be really low selected and low owned um, but they're the kind of player that you just take a one week two week punt on or even just need to fill in a wild card right and so this guy um, I think you're going to put your your, your eyebrow up, up, up at me on, on Zoom here um, but it's it's Maxwell Corne of Burnley yeah I don't even know who he is yeah <laughs> So, <laughs> I know Dwight McNeil, Matt Lowton, and Charlie Taylor. Okay, yeah, uh, fair play. Fair play. obviously Nick Pope, because I, I never, never wanted their. No one ever wants their central defenders because they don't do anything. Yeah, the standard Burnley brew. Um, so where's he, where's he play? So this is the thing, right? So I think he's left sided. He's really talented. He, he came from um, Europe. Can't remember off the top of my head which side, but I remember watching him. He's had a couple of flashes of brilliance. Um, and he started up front with um, Chris Wood last weekend. And he's 6.0, so he's, he's really cheap. Um, and I just think he's the opposite of Mount, right? Like, he just looks a good player, and so it brings another dimension to Burnley, who have desperately needed something. Um, and for the two fixtures that he's got coming up in um, Southampton... Yes. Mm. Sutton and Brentford at home, I think he, he could return. And I think especially against Southampton, um, but it's a must-win game. These are must-win games for Burnley. Yes. So he could be crossing the ball into to Christmas Wood. Um, he could play out wide, even if Ashley Barnes starts. Um, and he's actually, would you believe it, this is the only player that I've picked on this pod, 0% owned. <laughs> So if I bring him in, I make FPL Mav history. Yeah, I've been done before. Do you dare me, mate? You've 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 often brought in your Mavs and <laughs> hit some, miss some. So good luck to you, my friend. I, I wouldn't be bringing in someone against Southampton. They've actually been incredibly strong defensively. They, they two weeks ago. 
no, what was it? Three weeks ago, they held Man City to a nil or they kept Antonio out. Um, they just kept your boys' leads out. So this is the mad life, my friend. Yeah. And what you think? I also don't don't trust Burnley's goal scoring form either. So I think this is the most <laughs> wild of all your mad predictions because it's almost going against. I think it is wild. What I look for. Yeah. It's true. No, it's true. I'm just looking at my team and I'm just like, look, just looks a bit boring. Let's let's throw some, let's roll the dice. Fuck, you know what else, mate? I've I've called out Werner and I've just found out that he's he was injured as well today. <laughs> 44 minutes went off injured. Just found out. All right, well, okay, quick on the fly. Top of your head, who would you go for? Bonus Mav. Bonus, man. That's you know. I'd probably go with like the the, the heavy hitter Harry Kane, who I was thinking from my Mav cat because okay. he's still under ten percent. But nah, that's all right, mate. That's just how it is. If you choose someone and they get injured, then it's just a shame. It is a shame. Hopefully, it's not bad. Yeah. I'm giving you the chance though, because this will this, if he doesn't play, you sure you don't want to just spit someone out? Oh, I'd go for Mino based on form. Okay. So you're gonna go for Manchester Manchester United's the worst defense in the league right now. Okay, so so for, for, for Mav league table points wise, you're going for Firmino, really. Well, okay. We'll we'll debate that offline, mate. <laughs> I would love I'd love like I don't want to um say an injured player and for everyone out there, because Timo Werner's a great punt, but if he's injured, that's rubbish. Go with the form, and and you know, Firmino's looked outstanding ever since he's the start of this season. Even though he's come off the bench, he's just looked so sharp. And you know, he's coming off a hat trick. He normally doesn't score goals this early in the season, so something's changed there. Liverpool attack is just right. incredible. It is definitely. Uh, so I did mention him, Mavcat, who I was looking at was Harry Kane. He's he's still only five percent owned, and he's 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 come into into some form now. He looked good, really really dangerous against Newcastle. Sonny and Kane doing the biz. Um, or Sonny, who was ruled out with COVID, then it was a the false positive came back in, and then they both did the damage. Uh, but Kane. It's good to see him get a goal and an assist because that's kind of what he was showing us last year. Picked up the three bonus. Uh, it was a nice, nice finish. That little dink over the goalkeeper looked confident. Yeah, they've they've got a couple of nice fixtures coming up. Uh, four goals: uh, West Ham, Manchester United. They also have Everton and then Leeds, and then and then from there they go on this amazing run. So you definitely want to start making some moves to look at those heavy hitting Spurs assets in the next four weeks or so, how you can bring that in. But that's that's where we've got to face all these other crises in our team, like the likes of Lukaku potentially injured. So first things first, my friend. Fair play. Fantasy minefield. And now we'll look at the FPL free free hit presented to you by FPL Point Break. Andrew, you're on the line with us, my friend. Hey, boys. Mate, how are you? Not too bad. How are you? Always well in the world of FPL. 
Good to see you, mate. Good to see you too, matey. I, I did see that you're ahead of me on the um on the old table. Very disappointing. <laughs> oh, well, that got me that one. Don't Ooh. worry, I've got a plan. I've always got a plan. I am worried to be fair. And you haven't used your wild card yet, have you? No. Um, this Lukaku situation might be the might be the trigger. The catalyst. I, I had this plan to, you know, have Lukaku for a few weeks and then trend, you know, transfer all of that over to the double Sun and Kane for their run. I might need to just pull the trigger early and just go with the go with the Tottenham guys now. Yeah, mate. We both know that. You don't need to worry about me. I'll drop off because I'll bring in Corne. Luke, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was about to say that. Luke, honestly, what you need to worry about. Corne looks great. I've 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 been very impressed with him. I I don't know about ever bringing in a Burnley asset. But <laughs> never, never. Yeah. It, like Dwight McNeil, I love the guy. He looks awesome. He's a brilliant footballer, but you'd never bring him in because Burnley don't fucking score. <laughs> well, that's right. But um. Maybe in the January transfer window, some team that can play football will get Cornet and we'll be all over it. That's it. Newcastle, they're, they're, they're cashed up, baby. Yeah, they've got, they've got some money. <laughs> I heard their grandmother died or something. They've come into some money. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, have you you've made uh, a I, team, I can, sorry. three-hit team this week? Yeah, I can go through it um, real quick. I've had to make some last-minute changes with uh, what's happened in the Champions oh, League this morning. In light of the news, because, of course, yeah. you would have had Lukaku up top, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you've, you've stolen my thunder a bit because I've gone for Mino instead. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, um, so, in goal, I've gone for uh, Jordan Pickford, um, home to Watford. Uh, my back line's going to be Chilwell, Laporte and Trent, three at the back. Um, midfield, Salah, for obvious reasons. Um, Nathan Redmond from Southampton, Rafinha and Damari Gray. And then, um, yeah, so the front line's completely changed this morning with everything that's happened in the Champions League. So instead of Lukaku, um, I'll go with Firmino. Um, instead of Timo Werner, who was going to be one of my sort of left field picks, um, I might go with Gabriel Jesus and then... Um, Wilson from Newcastle. So I think that's an extremely strong, uh, like, free-hit team for this week. Definitely. And there's a lot of good form for those players as well. Jesus has been incredible all season. He's really taken a step forward. How good is he on that right side there? Imagine if he was classed as a midfielder, which he might well be next season, considering he's, he's playing as a wide, wide right-sided winger. So... You know, he's, he's an outstanding asset. Um, and Firmino, Wilson looked good. Newcastle's on the up. I, I do question what, what's going to happen because a lot of their players were really close with Steve Bruce. So I think, you know, they've, they've, they'll, they'll obviously have a response again, but it's in such a fascinating time at Newcastle. Uh, he, he's, a, he's such a great Premier League FPL asset, uh, Callum <laughs> Wilson. I love the guy. Uh, I'm looking forward to bringing him in as one of my cheaper forwards. Yeah, I, I love him too. The only thing I don't love about him is his hamstrings. Like, they're just so unreliable. <laughs> but honestly, like, whenever he's playing, whenever he's fit, anytime Newcastle score, he's involved in the goal. Like, he's definitely got more than a 50% goal involvement, um, which and is one of the best in the in the Premier League in terms of he being always takes the three bonus as well. I, I feel anyone who's got St. Maximan, who is looking amazing, 
Max Martin now is like he's a creative ASM. He's a creative player, but Wilson's he's he's the guy, and he'll he'll pinch the bonus as well. Yeah, I think um, Maximum was always just like while while uh, Wilson was out and he was the main yeah. man, grab him. Yeah. But it was always going to be a short term thing for him because um, yeah, the whole team just revolves around getting Callum Wilson um, tap ins. Give us the uh, the down low on Nathan Redmond. What caught your eye for him? Because he's he's one of my you know I've had him in the past with fantasy, and when they moved him up top. Um, eventually to become more of a an attacking player because I believe he was a, a defensive or asset initially or a, a deeper deeper lying player. He was his, his game transformed when he started bombing forward and he's yeah you know, he's played up top for them in the past. Good asset. Yeah, he's he's kind of this player that's um, always been really streaky. So what you got to do is you got to figure out when his streak is going to start and you got to jump on him. Um, you know, cash in for a few weeks and then jump off. And I think now is when um, his streak might start. Last last week, he got the assist for their only goal, got the three bonus points. Um, extremely lively, he's creating chances. As you say, he's sort of in that attacking um, midfield role. He's up the top quite a bit. Um, Southampton have got Burnley, Watford, Villa, Norwich. Like, they're on a really good run. Um, and basically, they don't have that many attacking options. They've got two up top usually. It's like Armstrong and Che Adams, or if Armstrong's not playing, that Brozier bloke. And then you've got mm-hmm. Elianusi and Redmond. All of their goals are come from a combination of those players, and, and Redmond's looking really good at the moment. I think he's a really good short-term punt, especially 5.9. Um, fourth or fifth midfielder, chuck him in. You- How do you feel about? Uh, I noticed you had Damari Gray in there, and he's been an outstanding pick all season. Those those um, Gray, Decore, and Townsend. However, with the news that Decore is now out, do you think they'll that much will change uh, in the way they approach games or their their attacking um, players? DCL is going to be out until the next international break, so you've still got Damari Gray as one of the key attacking players in that squad so yeah, look he's, um, he's just for this week only honestly I think you know home to Watford who've Watford, just shipped yeah. five goals um but yeah I agree that Decore is a huge miss for them he really is you mm. know the link between um you know the the midfield and and the front and I think without Decore without DCL is Richarlison still out I think he's still out as well isn't he? yeah he's still out yeah so Rondon so, will be up top again he who doesn't who refuses to score goals yeah he's um <laughs> He's, he's been training with Timo Werner in the in the <laughs> off season, um, but yeah, they're going to be relying very heavily on Gray and Townsend to for their for their goals. They're not gonna they're not gonna score heaps of goals um, with all those attackers out. Um, but what goals they do score is going to be Gray Townsend. Um, and this week home to Watford, they're going to score they're going to score a couple. Gray will be involved. Okay, fair shout. Thanks for that, mate. A couple of good picks there. I like it. Like love that front line differential now. Differential city. So you're going to double up Lukaku, Werner, and then now I actually love it more now. Firmino, Jesus, and Wilson. How good? Yeah. Well, I love having Firmino on my team. I just love him. He's got the whitest teeth in the Premier League. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he's blinding he's the, the defenders as well. Him and Ed- Edison have the most tats. <laughs> yeah. True. Absolutely. It's like it's just a joy to watch. Um, and you know, brilliant football. The way that Liverpool are playing at the moment, like he doesn't have to do too much. He's just tapping him in. Back it. Good pick. 
Yeah. Gentlemen, I love this pod, but I'm dying for a bacon egg roll. Are we ready to rock and roll for this week? Yeah, mate. 